Welcome back to another episode of the B2B Founder Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Trainer. Today, I'm excited to welcome Claire Bond to the program. Claire is the founder of the Claire Bond Group and is a personal brand strategist. In this episode, Claire defines for us what a personal brand is. And no, in case you're curious, it's not being an influencer on Instagram. Now, you can influence on Instagram, but that's not what the personal brand is. We also talk about why your personal brand as a founder is critical to your growth. We spend a lot of time on this because I think it's really important as we see brands starting to develop and take on the personalities or the passions of their founders. And we also talk about what are some of the most common pitfalls and how to avoid those as you begin to build your own personal brand. And also we obviously get into how to get started today and Claire shares some of her best tips to get us started. Basically the right time is now to build your personal brand. So do not miss this episode. And as a favor, if you enjoy the podcast, please, please, please do hit subscribe on whatever platform you listen to. It'll definitely help us reach more founders. And now onto the interview. Hi, Claire. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's great to have you. I've been looking forward to this conversation, all things personal branding and why that's important to founders. But before we get too deep into that topic, I'd love for you to share with the audience a little bit about your background, what you're working on today, and we'll jump off from there. Okay. Uh, so I am a personal brand strategist and the CEO of Claire Bond Group. We basically, how I got started, it's kind of a longish story, but I started out doing marketing and PR events in New York. So really just cut my teeth working for Fortune 500 companies. Then I went into acting and okay. I was able to take all of that experience and brand myself. And then from there, I had actors coming up to me and I was branding them. So it just kind of happened like that. I started another company called Online Profile Pros, where we help people build their online profiles for online dating and LinkedIn. And then this kind of organically happened because I had founders and people like that coming to me and saying, hey, Claire, I love your brand. Like, how did you do this? Can you do this for me? So it really just kind of organically happened. And that's kind of how, how we started. So it's fascinating. And it's, it seems so obvious now, but yeah, <laughs> right? it, took, it took a long time. And, you know, I think what's interesting, and again, I think we could all, well, maybe before I get, get too far into my questions, maybe explain what, what you kind of your definition of personal branding is. Cause I think there's people interchange that with influencer and personal right. brand. And course, I love yeah, I mean, sometimes people think it's a logo or the fact that you have social media or a website. So those are all like kind of pieces of it, but it's essentially someone's gut reaction to you, what they feel about you when they do a Google search, essentially, because we've all done it, right? So, yes. you know, that's just, that's basically it. So it's what people are going to think about you when, I mean, it's, it's, it's a brand, but now it's how people feel about a person instead of just right. a brand. Okay. So that is essentially a personal brand. So kind of online off, it's really who you are, but you're just yeah. helping pull it out. So people understand who you are or what you've done. 
right? Right. Well, I mean, it, it definitely, it flows into a networking event. If you, if you go and meet people in person and it's obviously how people feel about you, but right now, especially right now, everything is so virtual and online. We're kind of spreading our wings. We're not just focused on our network. You know, I'm in Los Angeles and you're outside of Chicago. So our networks are much bigger and are, are thinking about a lot of businesses don't want to just be local. They want to spread their wings. So what does that mean? It means that you need to have a great personal brand. You need to be recognizable as an authority in your space. All of those sort of things are going to kind of help that trajectory to go up. I always tell people that people don't want to buy from a faceless entity anymore. They want mm. to buy from someone that they trust, someone that they believe has their best interests at heart. And you can think of a lot of these top companies now, their CEOs are celebrities. They are the face of the business. They're constantly there. There is a machine behind them working all the time on their PR, on everything. And so that is essentially the personal brand. And there's a saying that founders get funded, not the business. An investor is going to invest in a person because they believe that they are the right person to take this business to the next level, not the business. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it, you're right, it is, it's all going that because even when you see with some of the brands, especially in B2B, right, historically has been a company that we had yeah. this product and it's better and we have better features and benefits, but that's, that's moving. And, you know, and one of the interesting things for me doing this podcast over the last couple of years and, you know, over 25 plus years, you know, I bounced mm -hmm. between enterprise B2B and startup and just how quickly it's moving towards or should be the brand should be moving towards that, the face behind the brand, right? The story behind the brand. I definitely, because I used to work for SAP and I definitely feel that SAP was doing that. I mean, one of the founders was Hasso Plotner and there was always a lot of things that, that he was kind of orchestrating and we were working on his behalf and we I, we used to do event management and so we would have him come he loved sailing so he would attend all these sailing events so there were certain there were personalities in the executives and they would we would bring them into our events i definitely think it's been around for a while even in the b2b space okay maybe i'll flip that and say it's becoming more important to the buyers right yes then yes it was, it, you're right, because there definitely was some big personalities yeah, yeah, <laughs> in, yeah. in this space. It's so interesting. So, all right. So if we took a kind of a step back and say, hey, most of you know my audience are either folks thinking about starting a business or have started a business. And a lot of them came from the corporate world and then are now mm -hmm. moving into this startup world. They're solving a problem so without giving away all the trade secrets. What's, what's kind of your advice to say, how do I get started, right? Because they're working hard in the business, but there's got to be some benefit with the personal side. Well, I, one of the things that I kind of like to remind people about is that you already have a personal brand right now, because I can Google you and I have a reaction to it. Is, am I going to have a good reaction or a bad <laughs> reaction? Is it going to help your career or hurt your career? So th that is the thing you need to get over with right now. Google yourself. <laughs> is it good? Is it bad? Because you need to get in control of that narrative. So one of the easiest things to get in control of the narrative is you need to own your name right? Because that is what I can, I'm going to search on for about you. So right. get all of your social media handles, get and, and have it be the same as your domain name. If you can get your full name, perfect. If not use a middle initial or your middle name, but own your name so that, you know, if there's somebody out there, that's like, you know, there's like a felon with your name, they're not thinking it's you. <laughs> like, it's just like, you need, these are the kind of things you need to think about. 
Oh, that's a great point. Yeah, you might, you'd probably appreciate this. So a number of years ago, actually, I've got three daughters and I actually bought their domain names, you know, from GoDaddy. If yep. they ever use it, fine. If they don't, it's- yep. I did the same thing with my stepdaughter. I still have it. I'm like, do you want it? She still doesn't want it. I'm like, I don't even understand, but (laughs) I'll keep paying for it. Fine. But there you go. Exactly. Just in case there's going to become that point in time. And yes. Yeah. Interesting. So that's, that is also a good point that your brand is already out there. And unfortunately somebody Googles you and they don't find you, man, you're kind of starting from, from scratch. So as a founder, is it just really starting? Well, again, maybe what's, if, if I'm not out there, I'm not being found, you know, what's a good way just to get started without, because I think people have that, oh my God, I got to write a hundred thousand blog posts and do all yeah. these different things. Is there an easier way just to get the momentum going? I mean, it, I'm not going to, it's not, it's not easy. I mean, you okay. have, you have to show that you're an expert and especially if you're an expert in a very technical field or a very specific field, you need to show your expertise. So how are you going to do that? You can do that with videos. You can do that with content and blogs. Obviously content and blogs are the ones that are going to show up in Google, right? Because the videos are only going to show up in one area, not like all the way down the page. So essentially you want to own the first page. Okay. You want it to be your narrative. So that's going to be your website. That's going to be your social media handles. Because I mean, I you know, if you Google me, like you, you see the, the latest Twitter posts. So if you think about what you see. So for me, I'm, last time I did it was like my website, Twitter posts, you know, some photos, maybe a video that I did. And then kind of going from there, you know, my Instagram, this, that, da, da, da. But that's why having all of those social media handles and being consistent on them. That's why scheduling software is works wonders. But that's why it's really, really important. So yeah, no, I, in I kind of a living example, I can still do better with my content, even, you know, 80 plus episodes in the podcast. I do try to post a little more frequent. I'm not as, as structured as I should be, but you know, it was really about 18 months ago that I started, but now I'm starting mm-hmm. to see some of the benefits of actually yeah. doing that. I'm sure there's other things I could have done to accelerate it, but you're right. Yeah. It is a longer. So it's a long-term game and Obviously, the faster that you know, the the more content, the that is going to make it happen faster. But if you're doing it on your own, I mean, that's that's what we do for our private clients. I mean, we can we can just bombard the market with tons of information, and we can own the first page within the, within the first month, kind of thing. So, but it, that's kind of a very strategic way to do it. But if you're doing it for yourself, you, I think it's one of those things where it seems like such a huge thing that you could, you can get overwhelmed and you're like, ah, I just don't even care anymore. Plan it out. You know, if it's one blog a month that you can do, then do that. If it's once or twice a week that you can post on social media and you can schedule your posts out, then do that. Just really plan it out because it does have impact. It shows up and people can find content that you do. I mean, when people Google me, they're like, well, it's all about personal branding. So it's, that's what you want. You don't want it to be all over the place. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And you're right. I think it does start with, you know, the first step, (laughs) get out there. You're going to have to do it, right? I had somebody, uh, Steve Glaveski on the show. He's an Australian based, you know, VC, but he's written books, you know, well-rounded. And, you know, he talks about, he's actually starting a company because he believes all brands will be their own media companies over time. And it's I mean, just going to be the cost of doing business that yeah. if you can't be found. I mean, that's, that's what we are essentially doing with a lot of, yeah, our private clients is really we're doing videos for them. There's, there's so much kind of like moving behind the scenes for them, 
that, and that's, that's kind of like what all the stuff that we're doing. So if you can't do it at that level, that's fine. Just do what you can do, but you need to let people, the, the biggest thing is that, that I always see is that people get upset because they're like, no one can find me. They're finding this competitor that doesn't have the experience that I do. They don't, my, their business isn't, isn't like mine. And, you know, but if nobody knows about you and your business, they're going to go to the one that's actually <laughs> screaming louder. I mean, that's really just the way the way it is. And so I always say you have a personal brand. So if you're not doing anything with it, probably not a good idea. And then the next thing is that you need you. Somebody else will, will steal your thunder. Somebody else will take your your whatever it is, your customers, your funding, <laughs> your business. So you need to be out there as your biggest advocate because no one else is going to do it. Right. Right. Yeah. It is still amazing. The, the number of I don't know, maybe subpar companies or brands that are out there that hit the pages and they're just, yeah. they're, they're full of crap when <laughs> you're yeah. being like, really, this is what makes it. So I guess on a flip side, that's a positive, right? You're still early yeah. and it's never too late to get started. And it's right. Right. For the long Well, that run. was like one of the, I know we were talking about the interview that I had with Jason Calacanis. And that was actually one of the questions that I asked him was, you know, when you're going out for funding and you see like a lot of other people getting funding and it's so quick, you're like, how did this guy that seem doesn't, but if you dig in, you dig in basically, yeah, maybe their parents are somebody famous or have big connections or they had a, you know, an exit that you didn't really hear about, but they made lots of money and someone was willing to invest in them. So you don't know everyone's backstory. And True. sometimes that's what actually gets them the funding. So basically his advice was like, don't compare yourself to that. You do you kind of thing. But yeah, right. don't compare yourself to that guy because you don't know what his in was or her True. in was. And if you're, if you're comparing yourself and beating yourself up because you weren't able to do that. I mean, that's just like, you, you don't know, like, again, who's like pumping money into a business to do all these things. So if you don't have that ability it doesn't mean you can't get there. You just need to start right now doing what you can. Yes. And that's basically it. So don't compare yourself to other people and throw your hands in the air and be like, ah, I'm just not even going to do it. That's true. I mean, it's such a good point because you do see all the high profile folks yeah. that, but there are a handful. It's like the unicorn businesses. Every startup yes. wants to be a unicorn, but that's less than one tenth of one one hundredth percent. It's just so minuscule mm -hmm. at those companies. Yeah. So you're better off building a good foundation and right. long term. And and maybe a little off topic, but I'm curious about how people says focus, niche down, and your personal mm -hmm. brand. Obviously, with your business, it makes sense. It's about the personal branding, which is pretty broad. So what what is okay. kind of your thoughts on? How wide, how narrow, or does it depend what you're trying to accomplish? I think at the very beginning, you definitely should niche down as much as you can, because you obviously want to own a certain space. You want to own like a keywords on Google, essentially, and then you can kind of build from there. Yeah. Even if you can help everybody in the world, you can't go out the door with that because you're not going to help anybody really, because no one's going to know about you because you're too broad. You need to figure out who you can actually help first, do those wins, own that space, if you will, on keywords and all that kind of stuff, and then go from there. But yeah, I definitely think um, niching down is very important. Yeah, it's a good and share another personal story. <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. The first, what, 50 episodes of the podcast were hardwired for growth, and it was really targeting entrepreneurs looking to, to scale their business. 
Mm-hmm. Well, that's nobody and that's everybody, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I made the conscious decision to go after and focus on the B2B founders because of the nuances with growing their businesses. It's a little mm-hmm. bit different than the direct to consumer. And there's no reason why I, the fundamentals don't apply, but I just found, yeah, a lot more traction once it was more focused on a specific audience versus yeah. the, everybody. You have to, you have to, you know, everyone's always talking about pivoting right now, but you have to be ready to pivot. You do. You have to be ready to see what's working and what's not and say, okay, I'm going to go that way because it's working. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to even tie back a little bit. You said with getting out there, it's so it really is SEO, a content strategy, right? Just on a personal side. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And so if I'm thinking about this from the founder, which makes sense, because the early days of the business, I'm out selling, people are yeah. buying from me, my reputation, and that right. works, it starts to build. But I start to get some traction, I've got a decent product, now I'm going to start to build the company. How do what's your kind of perspective? I'm, I'm assuming you always keep the personal brand, but then do you kind of apply the same principles to your growing business, right with the personality? Or what's your thoughts on that? I, I, a lot of times I would say the founder needs to be the face of the business. So it's still bringing that personal brand into it. And a lot of times, especially if you build a strong personal brand, that, that brand, that person, that person can sell the business. Okay. So having, you know, still doing some content and, and social media for the business is good, but as an example, like I used to, we had another business and it was Stratus branding and it wasn't working because we weren't doing too much under that name, right? That was the personal branding name, but no one, but people would go to it and they'd be like, why should I hire you? Because you're not doing a lot. Right. And so I, we switched it because I do have a co-founder, but I'm the face. So we basically were like, we're just going to call it Claire Bond group because you're the name, you're the one that everyone can Google and we just need it to flow. So it's obviously doesn't always work that way for every business, but you always want to make sure they're very interconnected. And it's, it's sometimes really hard to put the same level of effort into a personal brand as you do a business, but you can't let go on the personal brand. Cause again, that's the one that they're really going to connect with. Yeah, I think true. And, and- now that you say that, it makes a lot of sense. I do see those businesses that are growing. It is led by the founder, right? Mm-hmm. But it is the person. And then they're starting yeah. to bring folks, at least the companies that are growing, I'm seeing them bring in folks that are kind of aligned with the founder's vision, right? Which is mm-hmm. so important and a little off yeah. topic, but if they can buy into it, then it makes sense. It doesn't, you're not just selling the name, but the, right. the overall. So, huh. Interesting. Now I'm, now I'm, I, I said, I'd probably take us off topic a little bit. I'm going to a little bit, but I'm just curious as the company, right? So if everybody's thinking about it from their own personal brand and the skill sets mm-hmm. they bring and Mark, mm-hmm. you know, how do you kind of tie that into a, a bigger company, right? I know we're a long way from everybody having those personal brands, but is it just then everybody's expertise that kind of ties into the overall need of the company? Is that, does my question make sense? Yeah. I mean, basically any changes that happen within the business. You are kind of the marketing arm. You're like the the top of the marketing chain, essentially. Like everything kind of leads up to you. So so it comes PR, interviews, like everything needs to come from the founder, essentially. And so that's when it really just becomes really important. I mean, you see like a lot of, I was just thinking about like Pete Cashmore and Mashable. You know, he is so intertwined with, with Mashable that Mashable has its own thing, but it's kind of a faceless entity. He is the face. He's the one that's out there talking about it, doing the conferences, doing all these things. And 
you can't separate the two. But you see, so the yeah. so the business one is more of this kind of like faceless thing. These are the things we do, and it it's basically backing up everything that the founder is saying. Interesting. So so basically, the founder is the one out there front and center, and the the business brand is kind of backing it up, saying yeah. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and then you've got folks that aren't at the founder level that have expertise in customer success or customer experience. Right. And, they, and they can also kind of, they could do some personal branding. We do have, we have a CMO that is one of our private clients, but you could also have those experts be part of the brand itself yeah. as well to add some faces to it. But yeah, you definitely, the founder is the one that's really going to get people to believe in this business, whatever it is, even if it's B2B. Right. I did. I saw that with SAP. I mean, when we would have our Sapphire conferences and things like that, you would, there was always one of the lead heads of business, whether they were in, you know, the EMEA, the America's heads, whatever it is, they were there doing a keynote and that kind of thing. And they would be kind of, kind of the cult of personality sort of, that's what you essentially want. And that's what a lot of, I mean, we, we definitely look at a lot of the B2C founders, as really that cult, but I, there's no reason why B2B can't be the same way because you're, you're helping solve a problem regardless. It right. doesn't really matter if it's, if it's B2B or not, because you're helping, you're helping those same people solve a problem and, and helping yeah. them out. So if you are like the one that they know is going to do it, that's your, the person you go yeah. behind. No, it makes, makes a lot of sense. And I agree with you. I think we are starting to move towards, again, people say human to human, peer to peer. Yeah. There is nuance to the B2B, but I agree. I think it's going to get more and more, at least again, part of being able to interview and talk to a lot of folks is, you know, used to think, ah, solopreneur and small brands, kind of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. But you know what? There's folks building huge companies off of that model. So I think it's it's where it's going. And Mm -hmm. I think that some of these larger companies are going to have a hard time pivoting because they won't be able to capture. Right. right, Well, I think that's why some of these businesses are really taking off is because of that personal connection. There's just something so real, raw about really being able to listen to what a person says and trusting them and and saying, I wanna work with them. I mean, I, I see it work time and time again. I have people come to me that that they're like, I wanna work with you and it's cause I saw you in a video. Yeah. <laughs> and you think about something like that, but it's because I'm not, I'm just, I'm here, I'm talking, I'm very, very passionate. I'm using my hands, you know, but I'm very passionate about what I'm talking about. And people believe that and trust that I can take them to that next level. And that's the kind of trust, you know, the no like, and trust that you don't get from this faceless business. And I think that the businesses that are really going to put a lot of effort and the founders that are going to put a lot of effort into that, just like that personal connection. Those are the ones that are very much going to take it to the next level because there's so many markets right now. They're so full of, of competitors. Yeah. So you have to differentiate yourself. And this is one way to do that because a lot of people aren't doing that because it's hard. Yeah, it is. You're right. Yeah. It's not an easy thing. I mean, actually one of one of our private clients, he's a he's a CMO of a, a company here in Los Angeles and we were talking and he was actually he, he graduated from Wharton. I mean, like his like like everything that he's done. He was yeah, been CEO of businesses before and he he basically said he had imposter syndrome. I'm like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> and I was like, "I can't even imagine." So he was saying that one of the biggest one of the biggest reasons why he's so happy he has us is because 
we go right through that imposter syndrome. We're the ones that were his biggest champions because he would be too embarrassed to do it for himself. And I feel like a lot of people are there. They, you know, I mean, a lot of people were taught not to brag, right? Bragging is kind of icky. I feel like definitely younger generation, they don't have that same thing because they brag like all the time. And, but I definitely think certain generations, they have a hard time saying I'm awesome. Yeah. And, and, and cause they feel a little embarrassed that this particular client said, I know that I know a lot of stuff, but I know what I don't know. And that's, I don't want anyone to find out what I don't know. And I'm like, no, one's going to find out what you don't know because we're not <laughs> going to talk about it. I'm like, but, but that's one of the biggest things. So that's why sometimes it's great to hire somebody because you could act, they will be your biggest champion, but if you can't get out there and do it anyway, do not someone else is going to steal your thunder. And that's like the biggest thing that I hate when that happens, those less qualified businesses will get the funding, will become those, you know, multi-million dollar businesses when your business should be the one doing it because you're not out there saying I'm awesome. And my business is awesome. So get out there and say you're awesome right now. (laughs) (laughs) I really needed to meet you like three years ago. You could have saved me a whole lot of time going through this, this process, but, but you're not, I think you're absolutely right. There's, I don't know if it was a generation or it's a personality type that mm-hmm. I've always been more of the, you know, follow the lead versus listen, right? Do as you know, leader by yeah. example. And I think right. the folks that lead by example are going to have trouble <laughs> converting mm-hmm. into make basically showcasing what they can yeah. do. Cause you're right there. It's so frustrating when folks that lack the experience ding, mm-hmm. and again, Wharton or not, but just the, the credentials that mm-hmm. don't have that, that really don't know what they talk about yet there's people that quote them all the time just because they're out there. So yeah, I mean, that's one of the reasons I've become so much louder in my own space is because I wasn't that loud for a long time talking about when we had our other business with online profiles and I, and I would see people getting in there like, why did they get that interview? I've been doing this so much longer. I have so much more experience that I could tell them in this interview, but they were interviewed. So yeah, you just got to get out. And I have the same problem. I've actually on my blog, I did a whole thing about imposter syndrome. <laughs> and that was actually a very important, a lot of people go to that blog and they connect to it and it's real. And, and it's amazing how many people actually at a very high level have it too. And yeah. I think that's one of the biggest, one of my mentors, Grant Langston, he's a former CEO of eHarmony and he's actually on our board of advisors. And regularly would before COVID meet with him and talk about stuff. And I mentioned this and he's like, yeah, sometimes I'm in a board meeting and I'm like, these guys are smarter than me. (laughs) I'm like, you actually think that like, so it was so amazing to have this, these two particular people, the board of advisor and the client tell me that they deal with it too. So sometimes you can be your own worst enemy because you're not out there doing it because it's hard. And because you're afraid of what people will say, or like maybe you'll have your friends that are like, I'm so tired of seeing your videos. I'm so tired of <laughs> right. seeing your face, whatever. They are not your customers. They are not the ones that want to know this information. Think about it. Another thing is like, think about like if it, the tables were turned and you, you were looking for this information that's only in your mind. What if you wanted that information? What is that currently out there? I bet there's a gap that you can fill, fill that gap for somebody else. Just that's give to people. And that will get you over that imposter syndrome. Because if you think that if I'm helping somebody with this information, then you're not going to be in your way. You're not going to be embarrassed because you're like, there's somebody out there that I'm helping. Maybe give them a name. (laughs) Right. 
No, I think that's such good and powerful advice because I do think, you know, I hadn't thought about that. I thought about imposter syndrome, but I think you're absolutely right. The number of folks that aren't out there building that that personal brand and showcase probably needed somebody to say, hey, you, you have permission to go do this. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, man. that's, yeah. I mean, I mean, like you were saying, like there's somebody out you know, there, are people that, that, that get the kind of the notoriety that, that get known and they don't have the experience and they don't have this like wealth of knowledge that they can pull from to give information, to do a good interview, whatever it is. And if you're listening to this, you probably do. So That's exactly there's nobody right. better than you. Like you just need to get over anything, any barriers that are in your way, whether it's that it's too hard or that you're not good enough or you don't know enough. Or, I mean, especially I know when I was starting my business, you know, there's a lot that goes through your mind. Like, well, I don't know that much about it yet. Yeah, exactly. We're always learning, right? And you're right. going to get better. But yeah, it's just, there's a lack of that experience and expertise. And again, just look at your target market and what do they have to choose from right now? And if you can provide a better level of service product, whatever it is, get out yeah. there. <laughs> get out there. And maybe you'll figure out what, what, what you, you know, maybe that'll help kind of target your niche as well, because you can actually figure out where there's that missing gap in the market. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I do want to go back just a little bit because I think what we've done, I want to gloss over the, the importance of having you as the founder, as kind of mm -hmm. the voice of the brand and thought about the importance. But I think when you, you were talking about getting people behind it and customers, right? But it's even important from the folks you're bringing on to the company, right? So if I'm bringing yeah. on employees and they don't buy the vision, not just the vision, but the passion that you have right. for it, if they Especially can't have confidence with the customers, your customers yeah. aren't going to have confidence. So it's, exactly. I think it's an overlooked or underappreciated, you know, I don't know, strategy I, or definitely a, kind of younger generations are, they want to believe in the business. They want to, they want to know that there's some sort of social responsibility. There's all these things that, I mean, I came from a corporate background in New York and social responsibility, that was an afterthought. Right. So that's not really an afterthought anymore. You need, you want to be cognizant of, kind of, yeah, how people are feeling, especially at this, at this beginning stages, there's a lot of hard work. People are probably not making the most amazing salaries in the world. They're digging deep for you. So give them a reason to dig deep, to yeah. keep going that extra mile. And that's going to be the yeah, the cult of personality that's going to be believing in the founder, believing in the vision and that they are going to help. I think that's, a, I mean, everyone wants to feel important, to feel right. like they've done something, they put a mark on. So that that is what a founder and a personal brand can do. You kind of, you get people to see that vision like you see it because you're passionate about it and you get people behind you, whether they're customers, whether people that want to work with you, partner with you, work for you. Yeah. And that's really what's going to draw them in. It's, it's one of those things where it's not, it's not always super easy to quantify, right? You can't always, you can't always, you can't go to like Google analytics and see like, oh, this, ha <laughs> this happened because of that. But there's, you start like this and then it just more opportunities start to come to you. You essentially, your personal brand is a magnet. <laughs> and then people yeah. are just kind of attracted to that because you're passionate, because you have that low, no like and trust factor and they want to partner with you, work for you, work with you, give you funding, whatever it is, give you advice. 
So yeah, I, for so many reasons, it, it helps to be out there yeah. on, the, on the forefront because, you know, I mean, I wouldn't have the board of advisors and things that I do if I, if they didn't believe in what I was actually doing. Right. No, you're, you're absolutely right. And I guess the, maybe a follow-up question to that is I'm sure you've worked with all different personality types, right? This, you don't have to be the, the type A outgoing yeah, you know, extrovert no. in order to do this, right? right? No, no. Okay. You mean for, as far as building a personal brand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I. The, but it will be harder for you because, especially if you're doing if you're doing video and things like that, because you have to get over your your fear of failure, right? Wow. And and putting yourself out there and speaking. These are these are definitely things that we work with our clients in. And you know, sometimes they'll give you an answer and they're like, "Oh my god, was that really bad?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> That was actually a really good, good interview. And you actually sounded real. And so again, it's, it's one of those things where you just need to get out of your own head because you're going to be standing in your way. If you're doing a lot of the work on your own, which you will be when you start out, get out of your way and just put it out there. I mean, if I go back to some of the video, I mean, I'm a former actress. So when I go back to some of my older videos, I did have a lot of training. So, but if I went back to the very beginning of acting, those videos probably were horrible, but they just don't exist online. <laughs> right. But so unfortunately you, you have practice makes perfect. I mean, I have been doing acting for 10, you know, I started 10 years ago. And so I feel like even, even doing a lot of the videos and stuff, I'm always using that acting background yeah. and it, practice makes perfect. So you have to just get out there. So yeah, if you're, if you're introverted, you're shy, you just need to don't see that little dot that turns on in the camera and be like, <laughs> <laughs> right. Here's my assistant. <laughs> yeah, no, and that, that's great advice. And I think maybe before I get to the, my final two questions, we talked about like what to do, why to do it. Is there some things you did definitely don't do, right? Is there some things that you would the common pitfalls, if you will, are the biggest mistakes that folks make when they're getting started? Well, I mean, I, I feel like we touched on this before, but I think it's going too broad. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, and the second thing is, it's kind of a you know double-edged sword, but you need a website, you need social media and everything, but you need to have a plan. It needs to be cohesive and it needs to be professional. So you really need to think about it. You just can't just be like, eh, whatever. You really need to think about what your personal brand is, come up with a strategy, put it into, you know, that you put it into, into work, lay it out there and go with it. I see a lot of people, it's very disjointed and the level of people that they're actually servicing. I've definitely dealt with that a lot. People saying, oh, I deal with CXO level executives and things like that, but nothing about their online presence would ever make you believe that. Right. That's that's a problem. So you need to, you know, if you're think of it like an interview. How are you going to show up for your interview? Right. You're going, you're going to show up how you need to be for that job. So that's how you need to think about it. Whether you need to dress up, you need to dress down. Yeah. Yeah. So, so really think about that and you need to present yourself in a way that, and sometimes you can find this out by looking at your competitors. If you are, right. if their competitors are like knocking it out of the park and you want to be like them, then, and your stuff really doesn't look anything like that. That's a big, that's a big problem. Yeah. So, and, and that, I think those are the two biggest things that I see is that, you know, you need to have a presence, but if your presence is just all over the place 
and scattered and it doesn't look professional, that's not going to look good either. Again, that's the, re- that's what the first perception of you is going to be yes. and perceptions reality. And it's hard to break yeah. that once you get it now. And I think the other thing is even that may be really scary to folks, right. Or not know how to do that. And there's folks like you, Claire, that can actually help and organize and there's people that can help you. Right. So play to right. your strengths and find people yes. that can help you in, in other yes. areas. Yes, definitely. So. All right. Well, I know we're starting to run low on time and I want to be respectful of your time. So I do have two final questions for you. Okay. Probably two. I may have a follow-up, but okay. <laughs> one, you know, what, what's next for you and your team as we, you know, are moving through the early parts of 2021, which is hard to believe, but uh, um, next. Well, I actually just relaunched a free masterclass that I give. So that is currently on my on my website, so that's awesome. I literally launched it yesterday when we're talking. Awesome. On, yeah, so that was a, that was a big deal, and so that is is live and ready to go. So that's that's been amazing, and yeah, that's pretty much it. We're really just working kind of on that next level, building out the business. It's kind of an interesting thing. I mean, I'm I feel like I'm pretty nimble when I am dealing with this because I you're always just hit with so many different things. Even during the last year, our business actually did really well, which is kind of an interesting thing that people may not have thought about, but more people became aware that they didn't have a personal brand and it was hurting them because they couldn't deal with dealing with in live networking events and things like that to build their business. They had to do it online. So I think for us, it's just continuing to grow, continuing to be of service to, to people. So those are the things that we're doing. So that's kind of with that masterclass. That's awesome. And I would highly encourage folks to go check out your website. There's a ton of really good content oh, out you. there. And I, I, I mean, I have a follow-up question to your last piece okay. because okay. as we're moving more towards the distributed workforce and remote, and I think more and more folks are going to become call it free agents or like in the movie biz, right? There's a bunch of folks that come together on a project mm-hmm. and they go out and do their own thing. So the personal brand, even at non-founder, non-executive level is going to become increasingly important, right? Not just yes. a resume, right? As you right. look at the- Yeah. Movie. I mean, well, because I was doing, did movies and did commercials and that kind of thing. One of the reasons I, I found the need to build a personal brand is because people would hire you based on the number of Instagram followers, Twitter followers. And so- your personal brand really did follow you even in that. So if you're kind of, if you're thinking about building these teams, who are you going to bring together for this team to make whatever project amazing? You're going to find the best person. So you're gonna do your homework, you're gonna do all your due diligence. And it's usually somebody that's really worked on solidifying themselves as that industry leader that's going to get the job. From a career standpoint, your personal brand is just, it's unmatched at helping your career, getting, getting new positions, getting new opportunities, getting invitations to invitation only events, speaking clubs, groups, like that kind of thing. That, that is what's going to come because your personal brand is the thing that, that kind of like walks through that door before you do. Yeah. Right. It's going to be really hard to, we talked about the perception. It's hard to overcome or improve upon based on. Right. That was really one of the biggest reasons why I worked on my personal brand is because that helped me get jobs. For me, that differentiated me from pretty much everybody because no one was coming with a marketing background into acting. So I was like, okay, I can market myself. And the beautiful thing of that is now you're taking that in thing into the, the corporate world and showing yeah. people how it applies. And I think, yeah, we're still early stage, right? There's a lot of folks that aren't paying attention exactly. or it yeah. seems like, again, back to the top, 
influencers or personal brands, but there, that's only the tip of the iceberg. There's so much opportunity for folks. Yeah. All well, right, so I, I mean, it's, it is funny. If you look at some of the first people that, beca- that became influencers, you think of some of the people that like first became influencers on like Twitter. Some of them weren't that qualified, but there wasn't a whole lot of people on there. And so now they have multi-million followers because there wasn't a lot of people and they kind of grew into this expert. There's opportunity for the first adopters. Without, without a doubt. And all right, so I promise, last question. <laughs> what is one thing that you would, would highly recommend? Personal, professional, what's, what's well, top of mind? Well, since you know? we were talking about bringing teams together, what's been helping us scale and kind of do that because we have our team is all across the US. We hire hire great experts for for our team writers, social media, all this kind of stuff. And monday.com has been big project management software. Oh, so okay. my co-founder comes from a project management background. So that's been really helpful in being able to get this team that's everywhere on the same page. This is the goal. This is what we're moving towards. This is your piece of it. Let's, you know, tick these things as done, move the ball forward. So everyone can kind of see their, you know, their role in it, how important and vital they are into kind of moving to the next level. So that has been really important because so many people are virtual right now, but we've always been virtual. And this has been a great thing for us to be able to scale. So I don't think we'd be able to scale this quickly without this kind of real project management. That's, I'll have to check it out. I'm yeah. looking for that type of a, an approach. I think it's, you're right. It's yeah. I mean, it's it's a, sometimes it's a little complicated because it's so robust, but it is really good. And but I mean, you know, there's not like a training thing. So when I'm bringing on new people to it, they don't need to go through this crazy training to be able to figure it out. They can be like, oh, okay, here's my task. It's done. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> once it's set up for your people doing it, it's super easy and it has to do dates, things like that. But yeah, setting it up sometimes can be a little, a little difficult, but it's, it's been great. So that's one of the biggest things I'm all about, you know, task management and, it makes you feel good when you, when you can say something is done. So it's kind of all of those things, you know, here's your win for today. Done. Right. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Check the box. Organization yeah. is yeah, so, so critical. Key. And I think you're kind of ahead of the curve on that, which is, which is awesome. And so, well, Claire, this was absolutely fascinating. I wasn't hundred percent sure where <laughs> I knew the, the importance of personal brand, but you've given me a whole different perspective and the importance of it in, in, in Great. basically I'm everything that, that we're doing. So the message of the audience, get out there and get doing it. Yes. Uh, and Claire, if folks want to catch up with you, learn more. We talked about the website. What's yes. what's the best place for, for people to reach out? ClaireBond.com it has all my social media, at least all my social media videos that I've done. Yeah. So all the stuff is there. Awesome. Well, Claire, thank you very much. Of course, we'll put that in the show notes and, you know, I'd love to circle back in maybe six months and see if this, the momentum, I, cause I, I believe this is critical. So hopefully people will, you know, pay attention and, and, and do it now. No time yeah. like the present, right? There's no time like the present. Yeah, definitely get it, get it while, you know, before it's like a mature thing, do it yeah. in early stages. It's all catch up. All right. Well, thank you again, Claire. Have a great rest of your day. We'll catch up with you soon. (laughs) Thank you.